Hello NBA and Top Shot fans, welcome back to another episode of the Top Shot Experience, hosted by Evan, Hirsch, and Josh. Let's get into it. All right, so um, Friday, we're on a backdrop. Um, I got pretty lucky here, so um, thanks to Josh advising me to get that 100-point collector score. Um, I was able to get in general queue and I got in the line around 17k and that was super super stressful kind of situation because I had no idea what was going on I was asking a million questions I didn't know if I got it or not um, well first so before uh, before you got in line you know, you weren't even you weren't even eligible to get in line, so you had a you had to purchase some moments to get that hundred collector score. Oh yeah, yeah, I was so excited to share my <laughs> the experience. I almost forgot about the journey to get there. So I finished my Knicks quest, and I picked up three Knicks moments. Hey, this yeah. is like Friday Friday afternoon, right? Yeah. After after PQ two. Yes, this was right right before I needed to get it all done. It was all very last minute. But I, I'd been eyeing these moments for a while. And I decided to go with the quickly rookie moment. It's just his little, his little crossover. And um, his little finish with the layup. Love Pretty it. Pretty nice. Love it. And Obi Toppin's dunk. You know, the February 25th one. I, I had to get a dunk with Obi. I know his... Uh, his initial, his first shot in the NBA was a three, and that's a really popular moment. But I, I went with the, I went with the dunk, and I got RJ Barrett dunk. So you know, three relatively inexpensive Knicks moments that I'm already happy with. I think I'm gonna hold on to these um, for a really long time, maybe forever. Um, and that got me my Knicks quest completed, and I was able to get a booster pack. So booster pack. Um, I was still pretty happy with it. You know, nothing too exciting. Seth Curry three-pointer, Norman Powell dunk, and a Grant Williams three-pointer, which uh, I immediately told Josh about that one. Very nice. <laughs> and that got me to about 107 or 108 collector score, and it got me got me ready for the queue. And, oh, yeah. yeah. It's a... Uh... It's it's pretty awesome that uh, you know you got got that collector score up right in the nick of time. It was a rush. It was definitely a rush. It, it's like that. It's like that Cookie Monster meme where he's like about to shoot up, like the one from Family Guy, <laughs> um, where they just they got you that run it backpack. And honestly, I don't think there's any way to turn around from here, Hirsch. You're you're fully in it. No, no, not not after Friday. Not after Friday. So. Super excited when I got the pack. I opened it. Um, you know, before I reveal what I got in the pack, let me let me go into what I was kind of hoping to get. You know, um, there were a couple of really obvious moments that everyone knew would be high value, high demand right off the get because there were a lot of debut moments. Um, Allen Iverson was going to have his debut. Shaq was going to have his debut. So th- those were ones that people were really excited about. But personally. Vince Carter, that dunk when he was on the Nets on Lonzo Morning, that yeah. that that was one I was really hoping for. So, um, real quick aside about me and Vince Carter, you know, growing up in North Jersey, you know, local TV, you get both the Knicks games and the Nets games. And as ashamed as I am to admit it now, I was a pretty big Nets fan back in the day too. It's okay, man. Just uh, <laughs> it's a safe space. I I was in the same boat. We, well, yeah, most it's of like, us were. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like um, if you love basketball, you're going to watch it as much as you can. And up there, we got both teams on local TV. And Vince Carter was by far my f- most favorite player. Just He could do everything on the court. He could pass, he could shoot, just jaw-dropping dunks. And, you know, to see this, this was his first Nets moment. I was really excited to hopefully get it. But wasn't that lucky, but... I still got something I was really happy about, which was a Carmelo RB moment. Him, you forget how athletic he was, you know, in his early Nuggets mm-hmm. days. He threw a, down an absolute poster. And on top of that, 
um, from the archive moments. I got a rookie Chris Paul moment, which I'm hoping, you know, continues to go up in value. I'm not, not the biggest Chris Paul fan, but it's, it's always cool to get, you know, a, a legendary player rookie moment. And um, I also got a rookie Jared Jack moment. It was his first moment. And Robert Ory and Zach Randolph too. So th- this pack, uh, there was, I feel like tremendous value in it. And, you know, every, the hype behind it, the, the activity on Twitter and Reddit, it, it just got me hooked. Um, how, how was it for you guys? It was just following the hype and everything. So uh, before the run it back pack drop uh, uh, for PQ1, which was on Thursday afternoon, uh, there was a stress test on Wednesday, the day before, I guess, just making sure all the queues would function as properly and uh, credit card checkout would work as they expected. Uh, I think they announced that pack drop probably like 30 minutes before it would release. I uh, got in the waiting room and I think I, I got possibly the, the best stress test pack I've ever seen on the platform. Uh, I got a rookie LaMelo Ball, his first career points, a rookie Cole Anthony, a buzzer beater, and a rookie Tyrese Halliburton, which is a nice dunk. Um, those three, I, I, I've never seen that many rookies in a stress test pack where it's just, you know, 40K mints. And, um, my, my concerns of wasting my pack luck were confirmed as I went 0 for 3 in all three of the run it back queues. And uh, I, I did get a rebound pack, um, most notably with, with Manu in it, but that's all right. Um, how about you, Wolf? Yeah, uh, my, I was queued in for priority two queue, um, as most people that were uh, trying to get in there know, or those in prior to Q1 that were not as, uh, not too lucky. Uh, there was some weird, uh, I guess like technical difficulties. So I thought that was an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I mean, they always handle things professionally and I think they're very communicative. So I appreciate that from the community, but definitely was a little, uh, a little concerning was just seeing like such a big hyped up drop have that issue. But once again, I mean, I work in tech, like I get it, things happen. Um, so uh, the stress test worked for the most part, except for like, it seemed like it just pushed everything along from Q1 and then Q2 got delayed for, uh, for a day. Um, didn't get so lucky. Uh, didn't miss the first, uh, missed my luck on the priority two Q when that was live. And then uh, I actually was in a meeting, unfortunately. So I couldn't make it in to try for the general Q. Um, but still like, I'm just, I'm just ribbing and uh, like off the hype of Hirsch's pack, man. That's, that's something else. Like I, I have not seen, or I've not been blessed by the top shot gods yet. Um, but it, it's something with those three moments that you got just uh, gave you the, the rabbit's foot of top shot. Yeah. I, I didn't even mention the only reason I could even, you know, go after it was I was home working from home instead of in the office. Cause I had caught a cold. So I don't know, weird, weird beginner's luck for me. And um, I don't know, hopefully it'll, the luck will perpetuate, you know, everyone on this podcast and listen to this podcast and we'll all get really nice moments going forward. Absolutely. Just, just ru- whatever you had that morning, like write it down and next week we'll, we'll reveal it for our viewers so they could get some luck. Exactly. <laughs> so while I did miss out on all three of the run it back cues, uh, I did uh, luck into some very sweet tickets at the Knicks preseason game later that Friday night. Uh, they were oh yeah, gifted to my roommate as part of a uh, perk for work. And we arrive at the stadium and we're kind of shepherded through the different elevators. And uh, as we get to our section, we kind of walk through the buffet area of MSG for all the courtside seats. Whoa, whoa. You, you did not say that you had. Wait, these these are courtside or are these uh, the box seats? 
So these are the they're they're the event suite level seats. So Ooh. we we walk through the buffet area for the courtside seats because you know when you have courtside seats you have like the the buffet and all the food that comes with it. Right. Uh, and then we are escorted to this room underneath the stadium and there's about 10 15 or so and in these rooms they're basically for like taking clients out and we have a full buffet full open bar with like a a a bartender and a bunch of tvs in the room so we're watching the first quarter we're eating some food and then uh, the bartender asks if we're ready to see our seats. We bring some of our drinks and we are seated not in the folding chairs that are courtside, but the next set of seats that are way comfier than the courtside folding chairs. And basically we're, we're about 10 rows back from courtside and uh, saw the Knicks pull off a, a comeback with the Julius Randle buzzer beater. And so during the game, the Top Shop Marketplace was under maintenance until about halfway through. And I'm, I'm looking at the prices of the first listed moments from the run it back top shop. And I'm seeing like shacks at 1200. I'm like, oh my God, it's only at 1200. That's a steal. But the, the service wasn't good enough to make any purchases mid game. Oh, no. But it, all in all, I mean, it was it was a great experience. Uh, I'm very thankful to, to to you know have a have close friends that get those perks. Yeah, and sometimes you gotta take a step out of the marketplace and realize what it goes into it, right? And just enjoy the moments when you're there. Oh yeah, definitely. Floyd Mayweather was there in courtside. That was pretty sweet. Oh man, did you see uh, Obi when he hit his three pointer? He started talking to Floyd. Yeah, exactly. I I saw it. He goes, he goes, that was for you, Floyd. I was like, man, he should have just said that was money. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, what a game too. I mean, it's 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 preseason, and we're, we'll get into it more. But um, that that was definitely a fun one uh, to watch. It was uh, it was definitely alarming seeing the Knicks struggle with the Wizards, but yeah, we'll we'll get into it a little bit later. So moving along, so after the game, uh, the market has been open for a couple hours, and first on my list was was recompleting the Celtics full team set. I saw my collector score drop about three thousand points, so quickly picked up uh, Pierce run it back as well as the Pierce archive. Um, they're good moments. The, the, the rare moment is uh, I think he takes like four steps, which is just classic Paul Pierce. Yep. And then the archive <laughs> moment is uh, it's like a half court heave at the end of the third quarter. And, so. and you didn't need both to complete it. You just got the archive set moment because you wanted it. Yeah. So I actually, I bought the archive moment first because uh, it was serial one, two, three, four. So back half is his number and then one two three four is just kind of cool yeah, and i had uh i had the dapper loaded up for the packs so i was just like all right i can it's a good deal i think it's a cool cereal um and then i just you know i saw i saw it was around 300 dollars i paid for the rare and i thought that was a good price that's what i was willing to pay for it and definitely couldn't not have all paul all paul pierce celtics moments in my collection it was it's a must Oh yeah, and it's a it's a dunk, right? It's a sweet, pretty sweet dunk. You forget Paul yeah, Pierce could he, throw down yeah, like that. Yeah, he posterizes <laughs> someone on the Pacers. Same as Melo, you forget. And then he, <laughs> he goes, like, I think he yells like, "How you like me now?" It's pretty sweet. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I was looking. Um, you know, it's my first time trying to monitor values of moments. You know, over time, and it looks like there was. A pretty big, big four in this drop, right? Um, Shaq, D Wade, LeBron, and AI. And from what I can understand, you know, LeBron is just because it's LeBron. Um, D Wade, this was kind of his moment, his pack. And for Allen Iverson, this was his debut moment. So he was, he was in pretty high demand. 
But uh, what do you guys think, like, moving forward, the value of those moments will be? I uh, I think those moments will continue to go up. You know, the, they're, they're fully minted, so we won't see any additional, you know, they won't be in any future packs. And we'll continue to see their use, as we saw today in the uh, Vince Carter Showdown Showcase, where you need five, uh, five run it back dunks. So I think we'll see uh, continued use of those in, in upcoming showcases and challenges. I'm also a big fan of the archive set in general. Um, I think that one, it, it's all about um, a common thing with Top Shot, I think is some barrier to entry for certain moments. And while rares are sweet, it's really nice having the option to get more common and lower price moments for some of your historically favorite players. Um, was really hyped to just before this pod uh, to cop the Nate Robinson steal and layup moment. Um, mm. Really, really like love being able to get like a player who growing up was like that, like that was the team that got me into the Knicks. And I got, I got one of those easily, not too much, not too much uh, to spend on it. So I, I'm enjoying the archive set and seeing that grow overall. Yeah, and that brings up a good um a good point where um you know Nate Robinson he had a running back moment and archive moment and so did Carmelo Anthony, right? So in terms of having a complete nugget set, you wouldn't necessarily need to get the the running back one. You can get his I believe it was a jump shot from the archive. But in the case of Shaq and AI, they only got the the rare running back moments. So maybe if there's a future where there's another archive with Allen Iverson on the Sixers, that might tank the value of the running back moment. So it's kind of interesting. Right. Just to clarify, so there will be another archive pack drop, which is restricted to just um, archive moments, no run run it back, which will Mm. include uh, a handful of the existing archive moments and then some additional archive moments. And then there will be more of these... Uh, showcase showdowns for different players. So uh, I believe the list is like Iverson, Nash, Bosch, Wade. Oh, sweet. Is it also going to be 0506? Yeah, so it'll all be all of 0506. Um, and basically just the the mint count on these archive moments like they're not fully minted so all the people that own them don't own them yet so i i think the price will continue to go down hmm. and do uh, to your point before hirsch with like while the the ability to still get your team score with the through the archive set rather than the rare run it back sets uh, i think it's it's a valid point and something to look out for um, but I do, I, I do like the idea of having that collector score boost, not just reflect the money that you spent on the platform, but your fandom, mm-hmm. at least that's what I, I think the theme for it should be. Um, so I, I, I do like this, this approach of letting you get that moment that maybe is less rare. I, I, and I, I do think there still will be a lot of demand for the, the rare run it backs. Um, throwback moments rather than just looking at the common archives. Evan, what would, uh, if let's say you hit on one of the run it backpacks, I know Hirsch wanted the Vince Carter moment. What, which moment would you have uh, preferred to get had you locked into a pack? Uh, I really, I really enjoyed that. Like, I think the AI moment would have been sick um, just cause it's like, I mean, that was the most, I think the most hype moment that was coming out of it since it was uh, a big badge moment, but um outside of that i i also kind of wanted wanted to get the vince dunk um i thought that was really sweet uh, not like not only going it, it's a signature move for vince and also going against morning was something you just really did not see that often yeah it's like one of those moments that you you truly do remember and now that you can have the opportunity to own it's pretty sweet yeah exactly um, outside of those two, I mean, Nate Robinson would have been sick to have uh, his running back. But um. yeah, I was, uh, I think, number one on my 
wish list would have been would have been the Shaq moment. But now I'm I'm sort of priced out of those top four, and I think my wish list, if I can, if I decide to trade some moments, would probably be uh, the Steve Nash, the Chris Paul, and the Vince Carter. Those three, uh, I think, the best combination of like Hall of Fame players mm. um, with at like a, a semi-affordable price point. Yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying the, the kind of story they're telling with these moments that they've picked for a lot of these. Uh, you know, Steve Nash, it wasn't just any Steve Nash moment. It was a, a twisting layup around Dirk Nowitzki, right? That kind of, you know, the context of it kind of even adds even more to the value. Mm-hmm. You know, for Vince, this wasn't just a dunk. It was probably the dunk of his NBA career on Alonzo Morning. That's number one on a lot of his top tens, you know? Um, and Shaq, just the, the block into like the finesse layup. You know, you don't always think about Shaq running down the floor like that. Kind of just really highlights what a, a athletic monster he was. So I oh, think they're doing a really good job picking these moments. Agreed. And the the, the Shaq celebration after that oh, yeah. finger roll is just perfectly encapsulates his uh just his personality. His vibe. <laughs> yeah. Um so moving along, it's been, you know, nonstop news in the top shot world. Mm-hmm. Not only did they announce a full partnership with Kevin Durant which we'll get into, but now we can move moments off of the platform into a, a hard or cold wallet, um, which is very exciting to see just like how much they're sort of showing that they've been working on this behind the scenes. Uh, what, first, what do you guys think about the Durant announcement? I, I think, I think it's huge. I mean, you're getting uh Durant, you're getting the biggest name outside of LeBron in the NBA invested in the platform. Uh, I think, I think that's really exciting. Um, the, uh, he, he, he works with, it's, it's called the boardroom, right? That's the group he's with. Um, I think that's his like TV show. Yeah. Like- uh, there's, there's something there that I was, I remember listening to where there's, they are big into like collections and um, uh, collectors items. And this is like really, I think it fits the mold with the kind of vision that they're going for there. So I think I think it definitely makes sense. And just getting more, uh, hearing more investment and support from the players is everything for this. It's it's going to live and die by their acceptance of what this is. Yeah, it's very cool to see you know big time NBA players you know promoting this and. You know, I noticed on the Top Shot website, they also show other players like, you know, um, Paul George. And, you know, you can see their accounts, what moments they're holding. And it's pretty cool. And, you know, the more they get this to be able to be easily shared on social media, maybe, you know, you can follow each other, things like that. I think it's just the better it is for Top Shot. And j- just one other thing to add is the NBA specifically – I mean, it goes, it goes across sports, but very much in the NBA, like NBA Twitter is everything. There's so much news coming out of it. So much player interactivity with the fan base through Twitter and um, being able to take someone like Durant, who's very active um, talking about it on Twitter, getting the name out there with all of his followers is going to make it more of a mainstream platform and I saw I saw uh, some uh, collector posts on Twitter the other day. He was wearing a he was on a plane wearing a, a Space Jam hat and an NBA Top Shots shirt, and he was saying how he was complimented on his hat from the flight attendant, but not his shirt. And it said hashtag still early. Like it's mm. still it's even though we hear all this hype and we see it and because we're looking at it every day, it still hasn't really hit mainstream media yet. And I think that's a big next step for the platform getting more someone like Durant with all his followers will get us there. Mm. Yeah, you know, Durant might be a little too active on Twitter. Hopefully there's never a moment of somebody dunking on Durant he takes his partnership back. <laughs> but, uh, I wouldn't hold it past him. KD, uh, a top five Twitter user all time. And uh, I think it's even more unique because Kevin Durant has the, uh, he sort of has the Charizard Top shot moment with his 
run it back from series one. It's the most unique uh, and and rare Top Shot debut moment since in series one we saw most of the superstars have their Top Shot debut in various iterations. So at a common rare legendary um, circulation, but Durant's Top Shot debut is the just the run it back moment. One of two oh nine current low ask is thirty six thousand um, dollars, and it's you know from his MVP season where he put up 51 points, winning a double overtime game. It's a hell of a moment. I'd love, I'd love uh, to have more Kevin Durant stock, even as a Celtics fan. He's, he's incredible. Something I do want to see more in, in some of these moments is not only the, the specific, uh, like, how do I put this? The specific action that was done within the moment but I, I like moments that also reflect on winning for that game. And I think to your, like with the double overtime win, like that, like, I love that. Like I, some things that drive me crazy is just when you're seeing like a sick moment and then it results in an L like it, it's cool when it adds to that story of what actually happened. I actually saw recently that um, roughly 60% of moments are all losses. That's interesting. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. I I sort of disagree. I don't think the win. I mean, the win certainly helps. But if a moment is sick, you know, the moment's gonna be sick. Oh yeah. Just like I like it when it adds to the story. That's yeah, yes. agree. I think it could certainly help a moment, but I don't think it could hurt. Oh yeah. Um. So yesterday we had a new sort of perk or uh, opportunity in the Top Shot world with the Vintage Vibes pre-order pack. And this has been the first time you can, uh, not the first time you could pre-order a pack, but the first time you could pre-order a specific moment. And you could purchase up to three of them. And basically the mint count will be however many people purchase the moment over the course of this week. And I guess it's sort of like a a raffle at, at China to get a good serial number. Uh, I bought three. I'm curious what, uh, what you guys thought about it. I think they picked a good player. <laughs> the the Flash, I think, is all around a guy that people enjoyed watching, uh, regardless of your he fan or not. Uh, so for me, it was a no-brainer. I went with all three as well. Was very interested in this because this is like i think the first fandom pack that i invested in um but i think i think it's i think it's going to do well um i'm not expecting that this will even with high cereals will be worth a ton since there's just such a they're just like opening it up to the to anyone who's interested in it but uh i do think having a Dwayne wade moment you just can't you can't go wrong yeah i'm i'm this is really interesting to me. Um, I haven't pre-ordered mine yet. We have a little bit of time to do it, and I'm still kind of just basking in the glory of the RIB. But uh, it's kind of a pretty cool experiment to see, you know, what the main count will be. Will it be, like, way, way more than any of the common moments? Will it be the most minted Definitely. moment of all time? I think yeah. so. I think it's a good marker for just what the market audience size is for Top Shot in this moment. And... You know, initially, I don't expect the value to be much, but, you know, maybe this is definitely a long hold type of moment where yeah. there won't be any new ones after this kind of lottery, right? So if the Top Shot audience grows double or triple, then so does the value of these, you know, one-off moments. So Exactly. Rising tide lifts all boats. Uh, personally, I have still not forgiven Dwayne Wade for dislocating Rondo's elbow in the playoffs. That's a dirty move and uh, ingrained in my brain, but you can you can never pass up a guaranteed Hall of Fame moment for nine bucks. Exactly. And it's, it's you're right. It's This is the investment in top shot kind of moment. Yeah. I'm really liking how they're using these fandom moments. Generally. You mentioned in an earlier episode, like being able to get them from a kiosk at a summer league game. You know, I, I like that there's 
multiple different ways to get like a fandom moment. Definitely. And uh, I'm curious what you guys think about the, the Vince Carter showdown showcase showdown fandom moment and sort of the requirements, the cost. And uh, if you think it's too high, what, what, what are you guys thoughts? Just briefly at one series, one throwdown, uh, a rare Nets dunk, three series, two throwdowns, and five series two run it back dunks estimated around three thousand dollars. I don't. I don't think personally. I'm not really. I have a bad taste in my mouth from showcase showdowns. Um, <laughs> some of my. Some of my. I would say like my reddest moments <laughs> on my on moment ranks are from doing these showcases. But uh, yeah, I just, I don't really see a, this Vince Carter moment necessarily being that much more than the 3K minimum. So unless you have one, two, maybe three of these moments already before the price, uh, the price increases, um, I'm just not sure if it's, if it's worth it for me. I do think a Vince Carter moment and like you said, a Hall of Fame moment is always great, but I don't know if I'll see if I'm going straight from ground zero, if I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to see the ROI. Yeah. I feel like this is more geared towards people who are already, you know, maybe Nets fans or Vince Carter fans already have a lot of this. It's kind of like a, a thank you to them. And I'm sure it'll rotate to other players and other teams in the future. But for me, this is just more like salt in the wound that I didn't get a Vince Carter moment. But <laughs> it's for sure. And I, I, so I had the three S2 throwdowns and one series two dunk, run it back dunk. And looking at just, I think yesterday, at the, the series one throwdowns were up like 300% day over day. And yep. the cheapest Nets rare dunk is, is, a little over a hundred dollars. So I mean not Vince Carter, Hall of Famer, one of the best, if not the best dunker of all time. Um, just a little too rich for my blood. But it'll be, you know, I'm excited to see what the moment is. I saw people tweeting about uh an alley oop from Jason Kidd, I believe. Um it'll be sweet. I'm excited and I'm I'm hopeful. I, I've, been, I've started some speculation on what we think. Uh, some of the requirements for other of these showcase showdown fandom moments will be hopefully a little bit uh, either cheaper uh, requirements for these future fandom showcases or you know ideally I just have all the moments to complete them so mm -hmm. yeah I'm, I'm hoping that some of these sets that I'm diversifying sets will result in striking gold one of these days where I have one of my hustle and show moments that goes up 300% like this. And maybe I'm not interested in the showcase, but um, I could turn that around to get some uh, moments that I really care about. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping to strike gold one of these days, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. This could be pretty good incentive for some people to hold different types of moments that maybe they weren't going to hold just for the hope that something like a showcase would just spike it in value. Yeah. It's, it's a, something that I've tried to stay true to. It's been tough because I typically just go for my Knicks moments, but sets I think is in tracking set uh, performance in terms of the money that's coming in and increases in those moments is important as well as looking at sets that have longevity. I think the people who got in early on the cool cats set really, it's really paid off a lot for them to keep my, keep my uh, ear to the grindstone on some future sets that might be, might have some future applications. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this might be it might be a good topic for a future pod episode, talking about how how you track sets, how you track moments, track value, what type of tools we use. But um, for now, Josh, do you have a little bit of a, a conundrum with your collection? What are you trying to work on? 
I do. So back uh, before team sets were a thing, uh, we were just kind of collecting any moments that stuck out to you, players that you think are maybe one or two years from breaking out. I purchased a Heldon Johnson legendary moment, serial 75 of 99. Um, I think, you know, Heldon graduate or didn't graduate after one year at UK was a late round pick of Spurs. Uh, I was glad, you know, he would join the Team USA this past summer. And now he's poised for a breakout season. However, uh, the moment sort of stands alone as a, as a high value moment without any sort of belonging. And looking at some of these prices, um, if you compare the legendary Keldon Johnson to these run it back moments, do I do I hold on to the Keldon Johnson or sell him for a Steve Nash and a Vince Carter or a, a season two rare Steph Curry? Um, I do have the season two Warriors set complete and would get a nice little bonus. Um, obviously, not as much collector score as just the Keldon Johnson originally, but my collector score is in a good spot that it's not you know terribly important. Um, I'm curious what you guys think. Ooh, that that's it's a tough choice. You know, are you interested in the potential, or do you do you want something that's a little bit more tangible now that you, a little bit more surefire? Um, I don't know. It's it's tough. I got to say, at the end of the day, it's still it's still a collection, right? So whatever you think brings you the most joy when you look at it and having it would be my suggestion. I think that's a good segue to what I was thinking, uh, how you look at it. I love the throw it back moments and these vintage moments as much as the next guy. But at the end of the day, the product is a uh, essentially a gif of the moment that happened. And the more you get it in the future, the better quality the moment's going to look. Um, I think it's a good gamble getting that legendary moment. Um, I think knowing your collection that you have a lot of diverse options. And I think putting your eggs in a basket and seeing like if his career maybe goes up, um, it could, it could really blow up. And I personally would hold on to it. Cause I think if you got it in a good price, it could, it could easily double triple in value. Um, and it's it's a rookie that came in when the platform just started, right? So for me, if if I in ten years from now this is still a thing, um, I would want to be a collector buying one of those moments rather than the throw it uh, the run it back moments um, that probably I think are going to stay fairly stagnant um, and only go up as the market cap goes up. Cool, yeah. I appreciate that. For what it's worth, you know, the Spurs with the departure of DeRozan, there's there's a lot of opportunity for growth there for players excelling. So it it could still pan out where he, he can just break out, you know? Definitely. And I, that's the thing. I don't I don't see the price going down that much from where it's at right now. So I think we'll see the mid count for legendary moments this year. Because if, you know, they double or triple, um, that one of 99 just becomes that more rare. My, my uh, rule of thumb right now is to hold until March or February. Once you get to the all-star break, see how things are looking in the market. And that I think will give you a good idea on how it's going to increase or not. Um, not financial advice, but just my, my two cents. Yeah, I agree. You know, it was very tempting initially, you know, selling the melon moment i just got just to you know get back that initial price and maybe you know pick up a bunch of nicks moments because as much as i like mellow as a nick you know this is mellow as the nuggets so it doesn't hold the same sentimental value to me but I, i'm thinking i'm gonna hold i'm gonna hold and see you know the season's just getting started there's still a lot of growth for the market cap uh, i think i'm gonna hold it's my plan smart i think that's a uh... I think these run it back moments right now are are underpriced. Agreed.
Now, um, moving on from moments, um, I, th- I think it's a, it's a good time to start talking about some preseason basketball we just had this past week. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, um, preseason just wrapped up. Um, there, I'd say there were some overachievers and some maybe disappointing teams. You know, it, it's never smart to put too much stock in the preseason but it's definitely fun to overreact. So I, I think this is just further proof that the Knicks are going all the way this year, <laughs> all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe not Finals. But you know, Knicks undefeated, one of the five, I believe, teams that were undefeated in this um, preseason, along with the Bulls, the Warriors, the Mavs, and the Kings. Um, on the other side, some more disappointing teams, you know. Nuggets one and four, Lakers on six, Blazers on four, Bucks one and four. Um, a lot of it seems to be just who wants to play in preseason. You know, Lakers case, a lot of those old vets, they're they're more of the what I call the anti dibs mentality, where they're gonna take it easy for a bit. They're gonna see what they have in some of their rotation players and bench players, and they'll turn it up when they need to. You know, when it's time to get serious about seeding, when it's time to get ready for playoffs. But, you know, the Bulls, the Knicks, these teams are hungry. They're up and coming. They they want to win right away. I mean, Josh, you saw firsthand how crazy Dibs is, you know, playing his starters against, like, third-string Wizards players just just to get this win, you know? The Wizards, they, they did play their starters, um, but still. Uh... Not the end. That's what I meant. Like, you yeah. know, not when the comeback happened. Yeah, but they, uh, you know, he was he was on them. He had to practice like he wanted to play. That's that is the Tibbs way, and uh, it was, you know, it was a little. I was a little nervous as a not even not nervous. I would be nervous if I was a Knicks fan. I was champing at the bit this that this team could not handle the the Wizards. I'm very. Uh, I'm looking forward to the tomorrow. You, you know, it, it's it, just what we were discussing with like the Lakers mentality. How it's just there's different levels to it, and Tibbs preaches this all the time. Where there's uh, there's practice and the level of intensity in preseason, and then there's another level of intensity in regular season, postseason. And I, I, it, it is possible that they slept on the Wizards a little bit the second time around. They spanked them when they played them at uh, Washington and maybe took it, uh, took a, let the reins go a little bit too much uh, for this last game. What I do really appreciate is that it's, they, they learned an important lesson on how to come back and close something that was a big issue with the team. I don't care if it's a third string, uh, get second string starters, it's important to close games and get the ball in the basket when it matters most. And that's what they did at the end of the game. So if anything, I'm happy that that game happened and ended the way it did, because it's another wake up call that guys, we just skated by in this last preseason game. We need to get our shit together for next week. When we start a learning moment, a learning moment, definitely. I mean, Overall, though, for the preseason, there there were a lot of positives for the Knicks. You know, um, just seeing the breakout of Obi Toppin coming off the bench, he doesn't seem like he's lost anymore, which is so great. You know, RJ Barrett looks significantly stronger, but he's still struggling to finish at the rim. Um, a little concern I have is with Kemba. You know, not a huge concern, but he hasn't necessarily come out shooting the way I hope he would. And, you know, his defense is kind of as expected. He could be a little bit of a turnstile at times. Um, thankfully, with Mitch back, who looks like he's giant now, like he was always tall, but this level of strength he now has, I feel like he's on par with physically with like Joel Embiid and Rudy Gobert. And Drummond. Drummond and Jokic. Like, I feel like he, he belongs there in the paint and he can hold his own. But I feel like the defensive scheme from the guards is going to be to funnel everything to the paint where Mitch can make his presence felt. Um, 
Other than that, I, I, Julius Randle, I was kind of worried. A lot of people were that he's going to take a step back with all this additional help he's getting offensively. But what's been really encouraging to see is his defensive effort, you know, for preseason has not stopped. He looks like he's incredible shape physically, just running around the court. He was blitzing the point of attack in this Wizards game, trying to force turnovers, which he did. Mitch Robinson was doing too, as gassed as he was. I think the Thibs effect is very, very real. These guys are going to be playing hard every day. I'm really excited to see the Knicks this year. This might be the most hyped I've been for Knicks team since 2012-2013. Amen. Are you are you nervous that Kemba, without be, being able to play back-to-backs, but, you know, you still want to play him as much as he can, might, you know, hurt the flow and the rhythm of the team and maybe hamper the development of a Emmanuel quickly? Uh, I, I'm not too worried about it. I think what's been good about quickly and the way Tiz has been approaching him is that he's been – teaching him both as a point guard and a two guard. He's kind of a combo. He's handling it looks incredibly better than it was these last few years. Um, I I really like that Kemba's our starter, but I honestly, I think Rose is going to play more minutes than Kemba, both per game and in total for the year. And I'm totally okay with quickly taking some point guard duty. We still have, you know, um, Deuce off the bench if we really need it. You know, that bench lineup has a lot of ball handling with quickly Burks. Even Grimes can put on the floor a little bit. He showed. Grimes um, look good. Yeah. I, Go ahead, Will. I, I just – I don't see it as a problem at all. And this is why I really like the Kemba deal and signing. You get a low-value player who can either teach the young guys. What better point guards to learn from than Kemba Walker and Derek Rose under the tutelage of Tom Thibodeau? I, I don't think there's many – better cases out there for uh for some rookies and if he does sit it's next man up and i think that's a something that tibbs has shown works is that even though he has his tight rotations of 10 guys that he trusts if you show up in practice and you get your number called you come in and you play and you you make those five ten minutes great five ten minutes and I love the mentality. I think he keeps them working in practice, even if you might not see it as a fan on the court. And I don't see him hindering the growth of the young guys. I really, I really don't. I just think, if anything, it helps to have a leader like him. Yeah, definitely. Well, how do you feel about the Celtics preseason and your impressions going into the new season? So um, some thoughts. We have a new coach, and uh, he kind of – picked a fight with the toughest guy in jail with suspending Marcus Smart, which I, I really do like. I think it kind of asserts him as the leader and the voice of the locker room. Um, one of the biggest uh, maybe count, uh, downsides of Brad Stevens was he's kind of a pushover and having the stern voice in, in Ime, I think is a step in the right direction and, and some added some maturity and some some strictness to the locker room. Uh, as far as the team, I mean, Jalen Brown got COVID and mm. then Al Horford got COVID. Uh, Neesmith looked good. Neesmith has been, a, the report came out, he set the Celtics practice time record for most threes hit in a row without missing two with 244. Wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think, wow. I think Neesmith can be a, a good contributor off the bench along with Pritchard. Uh, and um, Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder. And I mean, Jason Tatum, I think he put on like 15, 20 pounds of muscle. Uh, it was it was pretty freaky seeing him in that Kobe jersey today on Twitter. Um, it was, it was, I almost threw up, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but sky's the limit. We have two of the best two-way players in the league. Um Give me uh, our guys against anyone's guys. I think this is the deepest Celtics team I've seen since uh, 2018, maybe. Uh, I'm excited. I think, you know, Knicks are currently favored by two points on uh, opening night. And if we were in New Jersey where sports betting was legal, I'd put a 
healthy couple of units on the Celtics. Wow. Yeah, um, I, I really like the addition or the re-addition of Horford back to the team. I think what he brings, both the his skill set and his intangibles, is pretty valuable to any team. You saw how he helped the Sixers. Well, maybe that wasn't the best fit, but um, do you do you know do we know what the availability for the Celtics are? Um, are they going to be able to play, or are they still out for um, COVID it's restrictions? Just Al, just Al Horford's out. Uh, okay. I'm willing because if you guys want, um, I know Wolf, you have a Pritchard moment, and Hirsch, you have a Grant Williams moment. I have a couple Knicks moments if we want to wager, wager uh, a moment, wager on the game. Oh, I'm down. <laughs> uh, I th- I might be convinced. Putting me on the spot on the pod. <laughs> wow. Of course, um, that's. I'd have to I'd have to look at the Knicks moment that you got. For the Pritchard, if it's one for one, I could uh, I could be interested. I definitely have a lot of Knicks moments. Maybe not a lot. I have enough that would cover. I have at least two Knicks moments that are worth similar to to your Pritchard and your Grant Williams. Yeah, it sounds fair to me. And uh, I'm I am very much excited for this game tomorrow. I think it's going to be excited to see. Kemba playing against the Celtics again. I, I mean, maybe not. I think he'll have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I'm not expecting too much, but I think that's exciting. And uh, just seeing this team hungry, Mitch out there with our our defensive anchor actually playing. It's it's going to be a, a good matchup. Um, I think I think you're right. Your starters um, could definitely hold your hold their own against us. I think we're pretty comparable. But, uh, I mean, I think we have a deeper bench, so I'm going next all the way. All right, so let's, uh, let's lock it in. I have um, an OB, a rookie OB that is equal value to the Grant Williams. And then I have an Austin Rivers and a Derrick Rose, which is equal value to the uh, Peyton Pritchard. So I win. I get your two moments. You guys win. I'll send you both those, those three moments. Deal. Deal. I always forget Austin Rivers was on the Knicks. <laughs> he was a fan favorite for like a week. He was when he hit like 10 threes in a row, but yeah. just one short of the record. And then he um, he yelled at his girlfriend, but, or he got yelled at by his girlfriend for being in the gym too much. Exactly. Something like that. Exactly. And then he got kicked to the curb. Poor guy. <laughs> Sweet. Well, uh, Shouts out to Austin Rivers. I'm excited <laughs> to go watch this Nets Bucks game, and uh, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Sounds good. Go Knicks. Yep. Thanks for sticking around for another episode of the Top Shot Experience. Please feel free to click that follow button if you enjoyed some of the content, and uh, tune in next week for some more follow-ups on the notorious Celtics-Knicks Top Shot bet. Have a good one.